Welcome to the Canvas Rebel Podcast, where we believe your story matters. Your viewpoint and your insights matter. In our view, there is far too much coverage of the trends that ivory tower professors and billionaire fund managers are seeing. What's the edge in hearing the billionaire consensus view over and over again? The edge comes from hearing new perspectives and new information, like from the wedding planner who's worked with hundreds of couples during the pandemic and has noticed that new couples are allocating significantly more of their wedding budgets on small details like personalized neon signs, or hearing from an accountant who's seeing how there is a huge uptick in e-commerce clients generating revenue from in-person pop-ups. Those sorts of insights are what Canvas Rebel is all about, and today, Gotham is chatting with some of our content partners about trends and lessons learned. Content partners help us in so many ways from sponsoring our mission, spreading the word about the work that we do, and collaborating with us on content like this. And so with no further ado, here's Gotham with today's panel. Welcome, everybody, to another beautiful day. I'm Kaba Malik. I'm your host for Canvas Rebel. I've got a great panelist of successful and very fit individuals. We're talking about all things around entrepreneurs that are in their fitness and wellness groove. So I've got a great panelist of individuals here with me with Ronnie, James, Tanika, Romani, and Jocelyn. I'll go around the table and have them introduce themselves a little bit further so this way you get the chance to connect with them and their voices. Ronnie, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Um, yeah, so my name is, I've been a personal trainer for going on two years. We started Nap to Fitness. It'll be a year coming up in August. Before Nap to Fitness, I was just Ronnie Fit. Um, but my husband, obviously, he was been in fitness as well. So we decided to clash and <laughs> become as one. Um, so now we're a Nap to Fitness. We, um, Train clients, we do one-on-one, semi-private. Um, we're getting into online training now. Um, so we do in-person. Um, you want you want to speak on? Um, yes, I introduce myself. Um, James, but everybody, of course, calls me Rock as well, too. So Rock and Ronnie. And with Map to Fitness, it's been beyond a journey. So with myself, around being a personal trainer as well, certified in that area for around the same amount of time frame. But when it comes to my background, of course, um, for me, I've been an NCO as far as in the United States Army when it comes to being a paratrooper as an engineer. So I've had the background as being a master fitness trainer, too. So with that, that's something I just always had a passion for. I used to compete when it comes to powerlifting. I've been in MMA um, as a whole and competed in that area. And so just taking everything that I've learned and my wife, once she wanted to be able to get into fitness as well, I taught her everything that. I could teach. And then now she's my fitness mentor and we just combined it and became as one. And we enjoy training men and women in all areas of fitness, strength and conditioning and anything you can think of as a whole for what people want to represent their goals. I love that. You see, you hear that, Ronnie, right at the end, you might make sure that you are his mentor. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. true. Now that's, that's, that's called being a good husband and uh, what I call CYA. Look it up, people. <laughs> <laughs> he's wow. like, he's like, Cullum, I'm going to be with you for a minute, but I got to live with her. So, Miss <laughs> <laughs> Tanika, you're up. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, hello. I am Tanika Pack. I am the founder and head trainer of Impact Fitness. 
where we focus on taking out the guesswork for busy women who want to who desire a simple fitness a simple fitness and nutrition journey. So I am based in Glen Burnie, Maryland. I offer both in person as well as online training through an app. Um, we've been in business for about five and a half years. How I got into this is background in bodybuilding competitions. So. Oh, wow. That's how long were you? (laughs) How how long were you in bodybuilding competitions? Started in 2015 and competed 2015, 16 and 17. So I did my last show like a month before, like I officially launched impact fitness. Okay. Very nice. I like the name impact. Fitness. That's a great name. And I think you're going to give James Guns for a little bit of a run here. There, there you go, James. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. You got competition here, James, <laughs> besides Ronnie. <laughs> Miss Romani. Hey, everybody. My name is Romani Overton. I'm the owner of Glow with Throw Fitness. I started it in 2018. So just like Tanika, five years in business. I'm also a yoga instructor and I have. So I offer yoga in my business, but I also work at a few studios and I'm based in Los Angeles. So I work at a few studios here and then I train here as well. I offer in-person training, virtual training, and I have an online store with like workout plans and shapewear. And I got into fitness just because like I told y'all before we started recording, I was overweight, mainly majority of my life. And then in high school, I was ready for a change. And I've had a few fitness journeys since then, just because I went to college and life got crazy. And so I gained weight and then lost weight again. So like it was kind of up and down, but now I'm like at a good consistent like spot in my life. And that's all about me. Appreciate that, Romani. We, we welcome having you here. Last but not least, Miss Jocelyn Thomas. All right. How's everyone doing today? Jocelyn Thomas. It's a great day to be legendary. Uh, so I am the owner of Legendary Health and Fitness, a.k.a. LHNF. I actually named the business after my son. His name is Legend, and he is a legend. Nice. Um, okay. I'm everything Team Legendary. If you see me on IG, you're going to see the Team Legendary shirts. You're going to see the Legendary hats, the sweatshirts. We got all the merch, you know, so hit me up. Uh, but I am currently in Orlando, Florida, by way of Montgomery, Alabama. And I have been in the military 19 years, three months, and 23 days, but no one's counting. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that because I had to turn in some paperwork this week, uh, but I'm on the road to <laughs> I'm on the road to retirement, and my passion is fitness. Uh, so although although I do train and I have my own personal training business, I'm currently the general manager of Mayweather Boxing and Fitness Oviedo, teaching me a lot of the business aspects of fitness, which I appreciate, and it's teaching me how to fight. So I don't fight, but I can fight. So just you know. Talk nice to me when you see me out in the streets. I might hit you with that that jab cross. And uh, basically, me in a nutshell is I care about people. I care about what you do to your body. I care about what you put in your body. And I care about how you feel about your body. So no matter what, just keep being you. Keep being legendary. Keep pushing. That's all. Well, welcome, everyone. And I would be remiss if I didn't say this very thoroughly and clearly. James and Jocelyn, thank you so much for your service and all that you have done to provide for our beautiful country and freedom. Thank you so much. With that being said, 
guys, coming out of the pandemic, it was felt like to me that everyone was in their own home gym trying to get themselves fit. All the equipment prices were so crazy skyrocketed because you couldn't go anywhere. But you tell me, what are some of the biggest challenges you face as fitness and wellness entrepreneurs in 2023 now? Anybody can jump in. Ronnie, you want to kick us off? What are some challenges? Well, I actually started during the pandemic. Um, So basically, right when the gyms opened back up. (laughs) So that's when I, um, honestly, it was not bad. My business took off, honestly, quick. Um, But it's also that time frame of, as I'm pushing to now, a lot of people are more so looking at the, the, what is it called? Like the demand videos and stuff like that, as opposed to going to the gym or having a trainer. So that's a a challenge. Um, But you do have those ones that want that in person. They want that connection with people Mm -hmm. because of COVID. Um, But you still have that group that's kind of hard to get to um, that just wants that demand videos that that right now access that's on TV and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. We're also branching out into online training. So this is about to be new for us. Um, Trying to more so convince uh, people that you can still see changes doing online training. You don't need a trainer to be like right beside you um, or anything like that, Um, that you'll get the same results as someone who is in person. You just have to put in that that time. It's a little bit more disciplined because no one's right there with you, but you have the outline of the programs, the speaking with us face um, face-to-face like Zoom or something like that. So yeah, I feel like that's been going to be probably a little bit of challenge with us, but mm-hmm. um, but we can overcome it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so going through the process pretty much is what the biggest challenge has been, but like, and like for me, it's been a little bit different for when it comes to a journey so i can relate to i'm sorry i'm going i'm going to mess up your name you said your name before is how do you say it romani remote romani 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 okay so romani i've been on that journey several times myself because i used to do competitive powerlifting and when you're doing competitive powerlifting you're going to focus on for me my goal was to be like eddie ho so with eddie ho you he eats about like 10,000 calories a day is healthy far as the, what you're intaking, but to lift the amount of weights, because when it comes to deadlifting six, 700 pounds and then benching almost what, 550 and higher and squatting 600 pounds and higher, your body's going to go through a lot. So I went through that particular journey and I've related back and forth on being, I was 343 pounds and I was able to drop all the way down to 229 pounds in seven months and just wow. nothing shredded nothing but nine percent body fat and the way i was able to do this is working hard work and determination and of course what i picked up from the army but looking at going through that journey during that time frame of both of us kind of really starting in the pandemic being like you know what this is something for me it was more on the side because i used to work for government for so long even after i was able to retire out of the military i focused on going right back into the government system and that still wasn't where my passion was. And then once I saw my wife really taking off with it and let me know, like, you know what? This has been in front of me since I was 11 years old. I've, I've been doing when it comes to powerlifting since I was a kid. And I kept looking at it, all the different things that I picked up. The best thing in the world to do is when we both realize it at the same time, combining 
is understanding how the business is going to be able to work. And like how she said before, the biggest challenge that you're facing a lot is people want to be able to have more control at the demand of their fingertips. So that that's the biggest key on being able to find that middle ground on where you're still being able to give as much as you can give if you were in person, but just trying to be able to build it into a sense of making a system that works properly, that still fits who you are as a trainer, but just giving people the power at their fingertips at the same time. We appreciate that perspective, James. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Anyone else like to add on a little bit more? Ronnie was talking about how people want fitness at their fingertips. And so y'all want to start like incorporating online training. So like face-to-face, like Zoom and stuff. And I started that in the pandemic as well. But something that has really helped me is creating workout plans and putting it on the store, like on my Shopify store so that people can always go buy it and it's a little less work for you. So like you record all of your videos and then you put your voiceovers over the video. So like if you want them to have specific form or something like you can put all of that in the video so that even though you're not right there, they can buy it and then they can do it at home. But like you're still coaching them. You know what I mean? Mm, that's great. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have something in regards to uh, some of the biggest challenges of 2023. Uh, For me, I think a lot of it is social media, like social media has its pros and its cons. And I think a lot of times it it gives people that instant gratification complex. I've had clients before send me a picture of, you know, Instagram model or video vixen and say, I want to look like this. And I nicely tell them, like, she don't look like this, you know, so. I think the, the social media gives that instant gratification for a lot of people that. In two weeks, they're going to have a six pack or they're going to have glutes like peaches when in actuality is a lot of concentration on your nutritional aspect. Because we all know you can't out train a bad diet and consistency into your actual workout routine. Uh, so I think one, it, it causes a little bit of I won't say chaos, but it, it makes it a little difficult in the fitness industry because you do have some people that promise people in two mm. weeks, drink this tea take this pill, do this workout, and you're going to have the body you want for the summer. And as a, a health expert, like everyone else on the panel, you know that's unhealthy. And you you don't want people to take an unhealthy approach to weight loss because one, is not sustainable. Two, they can die from doing things like that, injecting things in their body, taking things they shouldn't take, or taking away things out of their body. Um, so I think just the instant gratification of social media really makes it tough to be a, a wellness coach and a fitness um, coach in this day and age, just because everybody wants it right then. And that's not always feasible. Mm. No, you're right. It took some time to put on that weight. It's definitely going to take some time to take it off. Right. Yeah, so. for sure. And I would say, yeah, with the social media, just the you know content that, you know, these people are consuming from fitness influencers versus actual trainers and differentiating the difference and knowing what's actually healthy to do and what like the facts really are versus just what people are putting out for likes. What are, what is the difference between trainers and trainer training influencers? Expound on that for me a little bit. I personally would say fitness influencers, people who like fitness and in the health and wellness space, a trainer is somebody who's 
certified <laughs> and did the studying and the work and actually like trained people. So people who are actually certified and studied for these things versus, mm-hmm. you know, people who are doing it for, you know, a hobby. Granted, they, you know, of course have knowledge, but like is different when you have like a certificate and paper to say, yes, like I do this. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Much, much different than a life coach versus a licensed therapist. Those are two different aspects. They have two different appeals. Uh, There's a certain certification and authenticity to it too. I totally get that. Uh, How do you guys see yourself differentiating in your industry to stand out in such a crowded market? I would imagine. Um, I'll go ahead. You can go ahead. Um, We literally just got like our business plan completed. Um, and the lady who did it, she was asking us about our niche. And honestly, that's what we're struggling with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in this, uh, era that we're in, we're in Raleigh. So it was very populated. Okay. It's a lot of trainers here. Yeah. Um, right. mind you, it's not, I think we're like the only African-American, oh, uh, black, uh, married couple in like that does training in this area, but okay. like outside out of that we're that's what we're struggling with right now so um i know for me when i first started when it was just me by myself um i just trained women so i started this mainly for mental health i was uh, dealing like with mm. anxiety, panic attacks and the gym helped me um and as being a mother a business owner stuff like that it's a lot of pressure on women um so a lot of women they gravitated towards me for that they read like my bio and stuff like that said that they understood like things that I was going through, they went through. So I know for as individual wise, mental health for women, that's what drew them to me. Um, but as in maps of fitness, we're trying to figure that out. Like what's our niche. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. See, <laughs> I, I would say what we're looking at when it comes to trying to figure out a niche is because we have, so many different areas for our background. Yeah. Like we have before, college students. We have professional um, people who work in like law- their lawyers, surgeons and stuff yeah. like that. So it's different. <laughs> and then I've had fighters under me before. I've had, um, when it comes to D1 football players and stuff under me, I've mm-hmm. had that before. And it's like, we have such a broad mix yeah. Where it's like it's not really because the thing is that's all we do as fitness professionals is just studying, studying, and studying some more to the point where you become just a walking encyclopedia for every different particular type of group of exercise, depending on your client's goals, whether you have someone who wants to just focus on being able to get stronger in specific areas, like if they are doing something as far as when it comes to sports, or you have just your everyday working person. It wants to get overall better health and fitness, better mobility, better flexibility. They want to make sure that they're more functional. So we have that area for every different age group. But the thing is, it's like, okay, yeah, we can have that knowledge and skill set, taking the time to really immerse ourselves to be able to learn and be able to help someone grow, no matter the age, no matter if they're, they're a man, they're a woman, it doesn't matter. But it's like, okay, what is our specific piece? Yeah. that we bring to the table. That's the hard part that we're both kind of struggling yeah. with, I guess. I appreciate you at least talking about some of your challenges and struggles, even though that you're still defining who you are and you're refining your, you know, 
your mission consistently. That's that's fine. Thank you for that, though. Anybody else? Yeah, I was going to um, say before is I, I think what kind of makes legendary health and fitness stick out is the accountability piece. I think that's what okay. um, makes, makes me a little different from the fitness industry. I focus more on quality than quantity. I would rather have a smaller niche of high ticket clients versus 20 to 15, you know, plus clients where I can't pay that much attention to them. And accountability factor with my clients normally on Sundays, because I, I, some clients I'll have virtual, some I'll have in person, face to face, some I'll train through Mayweather, because uh, we also offer personal training there as well. Okay. I have them check in with me every Sunday. I provide workout plans uh, as far as well as meal plans. I have them weigh in about every two weeks to kind of see if we're on track or where we're supposed to be. And then I'll usually text, call two, three times out the day. Uh, a couple of them told me it gets on their nerves so much they know not to cheat on the diet because I'm going to text or call. Uh, but I think if you have that quality over quantity, right, you're building that relationship, you're building that camaraderie, you're going to keep that client with you for a year or years. They're not going to just be like a, I call them a summer body workout person. They're just trying to get ready for a specific thing. Right. So you build that relationship and they also, they're free advertisement for you. So when they go out, they're telling people like, oh, I have to take a picture of what I'm eating so I can show my trainer. Or this is my trainer texting me to get on my nerves to see what I'm doing while I'm out with you guys. So like now their friends and their friends, friends and their coworkers are seeing how engaged and involved you are because anyone can go to a regular, you know, uh, box gym and get a personal trainer that's going to take money from them and not really care about what they do to their body or they put into their body and just take the money. But if you build that established relationship with that person, it's something that will, you know, reward itself throughout time. So I think accountability is a big piece. I appreciate that. I agree. hundred percent. I would say what sets me apart from the fitness industry is my approach at fitness. So like I said before, since I was overweight, I know how I would have want to be like talked to if I had a trainer. And so I know how to talk to people who are in that position. So a lot of people come to me and they're like, I don't want you to yell at me. And I don't yell at people. And I think that that helps me build like, like you said, Jocelyn, like build relationships with your clients because they like you, like they know that you care about them. You're not just yelling at them, but like you really care. And so you're being intentional about what you're saying to them and how you're making them feel. Like, I think that that separates me because I know a lot of trainers just want to like yell at their client or, you know, like be condescending like you like make sly remarks or something and i think that you can set yourself apart by just really caring about your person and caring about what you're saying to that person during their session mm -hmm. so for me um i would say what sets me apart uh one of my core values in my business is community uh when i got into the whole fitness scene was because I had a community of women who helped me and supported me and basically was there for me along my journey. So I wanted to make sure that I incorporated that within my business. So any opportunity that I can take to bring together my clients, whether in person doing something, something virtual, like we will do it. I think it's important um, that they have another support system outside of me because there's 
a number of different times, like I had a consult with a new client and I asked them about like the support at home, like who else is supporting you doing your journey, da, da, da. Like, are they supportive? And more times that I want to admit, like they don't have that support at home. So I want to make sure that they at least have it wow. with me and other, you know, like-minded women who are on a similar journey. So we'll go out and go bowling. Like last month we went to Top Golf. So any opportunity that I have that we can go out and like fellowship as a fitness community, like I'm doing. So I would say that sets us apart. So community in the gym, but also making sure that we have a community outside of the gym as well. Very nice. I love that. I mean, you don't get to see that different avenue and perspective all the time. I think that's really a differentiator completely. Mm-hmm. But you guys have seen the rise of like Peloton and Conal, which is that mirror app, right? Or like you get to put it on your wall and work out. And then there's that one that's a mirror to have an instructor coming back at you and talking to you. So I, I don't know in your world, what are you experiencing? In what ways do you see technology impacting fitness and the wellness in the next few years to come? Kind of to piggyback off of what you just said, like when it comes to the mirror, I can't remember the exact brand name, but I did right. see, and I feel like it might be an impact in the future where they're adding celebrities yeah. to where they actually be the instructor and the trainer. And some <laughs> some of the celebrities, I get it, they have a background in sports, mm-hmm. but some really don't. They've been, if you think about it, the way that they were able to train and get to their physique is they had a trainer themselves face to face so now that is having people the same way social media does it's a big influence because they're like you know what just using the example let's say it was beyonce idris elba they both (laughs) like it would happen quick it would sell quick but the thing is it's going to be Another form of a competition is not even a physical trainer at all. Okay. I think that you're right. And this could be how we can even like grow our businesses by telling our clients this. So speaking of like technology, I always think about like social media. That's been like a big thing in me growing my business. And I like to make like talking videos as well as like fitness videos, but even on like my fitness page, like talking videos where I'm telling people you need to do this. And this is why this doesn't work. And I feel like when people hear trainers say like, you know, what you just said, it'll make them be like, oh, well, maybe I need to train with this person because they know what they're talking about. Maybe I don't need this Peloton or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. That personal connectivity goes far away. I think I, I got a little bit of devil's advocate. I like to play the, you know, little teeter totter way of it. I do agree. I think some forms of it, like I ain't going to lie, Beyonce's selling anything. I'm buying it. So he is right. <laughs> 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 it, it definitely does have the, the con of that. But some of the pros, like I like the apps, like a lot of different digitized apps for fitness. Like I have one for Legendary Health and Fitness, and I also use one for Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. So you can book your classes through Mayweather Boxing and Fitness, which I think is really cool on the app. And you get to see who your trainer is. You get to see what day of the week they're teaching. You probably couldn't see all that if you didn't look on the app prior to you getting there and just kind of having to figure it out. 
And then with my app for Legendary Health and Fitness, it's super cool. It's super easy to make because anyone with an Apple phone or Android, Android phone could use it. It does all the same things that we were talking about before. You can see your meals in there. You can see how many calories each meal is. And you can also see each workout as well as have picture demonstrations of um, each workout. Now, originally when you started, it's a pain. But now that you have it established, each client can go through the app and they can see all these demos. And when you're going to um, welcome your new clients, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time because it's right there on the app. They can see an apple is 82 calories. So they can see that this is the way you properly do a low plank versus a high plank. So I'm like, some forms of technology make things easier for us. Um, but I, I do agree, we don't want AI coming in and it just wipes us out completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think people are always going to, no matter what, desire that personal touch if they can. So yes, technology is good. It's great for us because it helps us service more people from anywhere. But I've also experienced even as bringing on clients who I'm trying to bring on online, they they still want that personal touch as well, I think. No, your body is so personal. I mean, to all of us, right? So that personal touch is necessary for let's say the Midas treatment in that sense right you're going to have more of a connectivity with another human body than you would having Snoop Dogg trying to train me I guess (laughs) (laughs) talking about the corona highlights that'd be great maybe those are two different beers actually now that I think about it (laughs) let me ask you guys as entrepreneurs how do you guys measure the success of your business in your fields the success of my clients Mm, yes because it doesn't really matter like how many clients are paying us like we measure i i want to speak for everybody but i feel like as a trainer we measure our success by the success of our of our clients i mean that's it (laughs) the success for our clients and it's not doesn't always have to be physical changes either Okay. Talk about that. Um, you know, I've had one client in particular who came because she was borderline with a, a health concern. So although she wasn't too worried primarily about the physical changes, she just overall wanted to be healthier or again, like, um, uh, like was previous said about a mental health, uh, mental wellness as well. Um, every, sometimes when we go to the gym, it's not about lifting heavy or PRs and, you know, I can lift this or lift that. Sometimes it's literally just a therapy session. And sometimes that's also what happens with me, with me and my clients as well. So overall, yes, physical changes, physical growth, um, clients being able to actually move and, you know, not be like accident prone and helping with injuries and things like that. So it's not always just the physical changes. It's also the mental changes, the confident changes, the self-esteem changes that we're also talking about, which all matters. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, Especially when it comes to as being a business owner in general, um, I feel like sometimes we're hard on ourselves thinking Mm -hmm. enough, (laughs) maybe we should have did this. I should have did that. But when our clients just, randomly you're the trainers we ever had um i didn't know i could lose this amount of weight i would get stuck sometimes and 
I passed that um, plateau. So just hearing things from our clients, um, just reassuring us when we're down ourselves, um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's successful <laughs> as yes. well. It's not even about, like how you said, um, how many clients we have or anything like that. We just make an impact. If it's just one person, we change their lives. So, Yes, that is true. Um, just receiving that positive reassurance and that feedback that you get from clients, especially when you hear, I hadn't been able to do that in years. I haven't mm. been able to move or be able to have my body be in that position without pain in years. Yeah. Or you're yeah. hearing all of these changes of where family members of theirs, their spouses, different things that they're bringing back to you in their life. I just did not realize I was able to be able to get to this level or reach this level because I've tried so much for myself. And then at the same time, things that they're able to learn on the nutritional side and they're able to look and say, you know what? I've been when you hear them saying I'm teaching my family how to eat a little bit more healthier, a little more properly to you're seeing it expand outside of it. Outside of them just coming out there, just like how you said before, building a community and you're seeing it expand, they're actually pushing it out there now. Mm-hmm. And that's where it shows so much success when you're able to hear that communication and that positive reassurance coming right back. And that's what yeah. makes it all. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's an echo, like, a, like what they say, you, uh, the wave of a drop and how far it spreads. Uh, that really resonates, right? Anybody else? Jocelyn, you want to expound on that? Well, I think everything they said times 10 uh, to me and also the relationships. I'm really big on having that relationship just because I I target more of a smaller group of clientele. And I've had clients invite me to their weddings, their kids and uh, their kids, graduations, birthday parties. And I think those things kind of show you how they feel about you. I've had people tell me like, you're like family to me. I I do a podcast with my best friend and we had an event. We call it the launch brunch, you know, play on words. And I, one of my clients that I was training as a trainer, she was their hairdresser. She was like, she has never come to anything I've done before. (laughs) She was like, she showed up here today for you. And I was like, that is, that is sweet, you know, because like not only are they supporting you through your business, they support you throughout life. So it becomes more of a a bond, more of a community thing, more of a family like atmosphere, because you in some way, shape or form have changed their life. And I don't think that sometimes the clients understand how how big and significant of an impact that is on us as trainers, you know, because we, we set out to do all these things. But you never know, you know, which way is going to go. So to see see the the glow, the happiness, the the love that they have for themselves and you afterwards, that's more than money could ever give me. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Ramani, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I agree with what everybody said, just how we make our clients feel like. I have a client and last week she was able to go to the mall and buy some jeans. And usually she has to go online because they don't carry the size that she was wearing in stores. And so she wasn't seeing any physical changes when she looks in the mirror. But when she was able to go to the mall and buy some pants, she felt really good. And that made me feel really good. 
So it's not always about, like y'all said, like money or aesthetics. Like sometimes it's just somebody telling you like, I couldn't buy, like I felt insecure at the mall because I couldn't buy something, but now I can because of you. Like that makes me feel successful as a trainer. No, it definitely has to feel empowering when anyone who you're working with feels the change within themselves. And whether they say it to you or not, but they acknowledge that change. They it's it has to be empowering. It has to be empowering for the impact and what you provide. So I appreciate that. That's really great. And you guys have kind of talked about it a little bit. And I know it's not a topic that uh, I had proposed earlier, but can you guys go ahead and maybe touch base a little bit more about the nutritional aspect and maybe expound on either the misconceptions or what things people take for granted when they when you're talking about nutrition to your clients? Carbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I love them. What are you talking about? Oh my gosh. When I <laughs> ask them about their nutrition, what they've been doing and they want to lose weight, the first thing they say is, Oh, I cut my carbs. Why? Like you need why, sis, you need those. Okay. <laughs> so that that's well, I'm all of us. I, I see we're all in agreement. All of us have experienced that. It is the biggest myth, like ever like carbs make you fat or gain weight and like you need you need all of that so that that's my answer <laughs> right off the bat do you reflect that it's a particular type of carb that they're talking about versus what you're referring to they be eliminating everything any kind of carb good or bad i mean you can eliminate the bad but they be eliminating the good stuff too like that all translates to how you live, how you perform, your energy, your everything else. And they wonder why they have headaches and they're groggy and they're sluggish and like all the things and they can't lift like they would if they properly fed and fueled their bodies. With I, know the audience is, <laughs> I know the audience can't see you, but I can tell the moment she starts speaking with her five fingers, she's about to make a Sorry. point that is not debatable. Okay, because this has really struck a nerve right there for you. It is. <laughs> So I know we're going to come back around to you again because you're going to want to expound on this, but I want to hear from everybody else. What are some of the misconceptions around nutrition or, or what people take for granted around nutrition that you guys can advise on? Uh, for me, I would say not only the carbs, people like to starve themselves. I have so many clients that tell me like I'm only eating one meal a day and I'm like, what are you talking about? And Lord. I think the biggest misconception, girl. Okay. <laughs> We both on a soapbox with that one. But I think the biggest <laughs> misconception to people is that if you eat less, you weigh less. And that makes zero sense because the body stores fat. Once you start to starve, the body is going to hold on to any piece of fat that it has. And that's why some of them get so upset while they're not losing weight, but they're going to the gym, you know, doing however much. I'm not saying don't reduce calories, but don't cut out calories to the point that your body is, you know, just starving to hold on for self-preservation. So that is the biggest misconception that I have encountered over these last four years is that people think if you eat less, you're weightless. And when they say eat less, they mean nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Another one I would say dealing with hydration. Hydration is really key because most people think the standard, yep, but here's where I'm going to go with it in this direction. When you buy a whole 24-pack of water bottles, those small water bottles, 
One water bottle does not substitute you being hydrated for the day. <laughs> That's where I see a lot of misconceptions. They're like, well, I had bottle, like I had one or two bottles of water. But the thing is, they may have had that bottle of water, especially if you're training in the evening time frame. They might have had that bottle of water, one bottle of water, all the way early at seven o'clock in the morning. And then by the time frame they're coming to do some training, they're like, man, I'm just not feeling it. And especially with this weather getting back warmer, I always continue to focus on hydration, hydration, hydration. A bottle of water is not going to substitute for you. And if they tell you one or two, it's probably one. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I got it. Well, I'm glad I have my uh, flask uh, bottle. So I'm good with that. That Six of those a day. And counting. Let's go. 25 ounces. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts on that, Romania, about nutrition? Um, and misconceptions? have a few so i agree with hydration and eating more because my clients are always confused when i make them eat more and then they start losing weight and i'm like you have to eat more and then like we have to go through like this whole like science lesson about why they need to eat more because they almost get like combative like well i don't want to gain weight and i'm like you've already gained weight like let's try something else and see what we like what we can come up with so Definitely eating more, definitely hydration. And one thing for me personally, I don't eat meat. And so people think that I don't get adequate protein because I don't eat meat. And they think that meat is the only source of protein. And they think that I'm unhealthy because I don't eat meat. And it just, it's a whole thing. So I would like to debunk <laughs> that myth. There are other sources of protein that you can eat. Yes, girl, team vegan. See? <laughs> <laughs> I love meat, it. And she not eating meat and she's strong. So I just, yeah, I want people to know that like you don't like I don't have to eat chicken every single day for me to get my protein in. Like I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. And that how often would you recommend people to take these like supplements like a protein powder or others? I mean, is that something normal that you would advise on for individuals because there's so much great like i know ag1 is there for their athletic greens and vital is another brand for vegan proteins like pea proteins as well that are out there uh can, so can you guys talk about those i have a protein shake every day but it doesn't even have to just be supplements like there are other foods with protein like quinoa or beans like just different foods like you don't even have to have a supplement you can actually eat whole okay. food that will give you that protein gotcha gotcha okay. awesome on the supplements also because i found that as being a common thing most people will think just because you have a whey protein that's considered something that is also like almost a meal replacement it is not because you have that that is not a meal replacement that's not even a meal itself okay. so that misconception also on nutritional value far as when it comes to supplementation or even when it comes to a protein bar having something like that is not a meal replacement <laughs> i like that like it can be a I snack knew. but don't use it as a meal like just have it in addition to what you were already going to have yes right i knew this would get everybody's uh, nerve a little bit i, I didn't know it would, uh, it would spike it this much though was, uh, I, I did it on purpose My goodness. <laughs> Uh, that's why they pay me the big bucks, you know? 
<laughs> well, going back, going back to you guys uh, and your businesses, uh, what are some of the tools or apps that you use to track your progress of your business and the growth? What do you enjoy utilizing? When you say like track our growth, what do you your mean? business growth? Do you like any other applications or things that keep you on time? Projects that you're working on, things that make your life easier in your industry. Um, I use a few things. I use Wix. Um, I also use Club Ready, and uh, for like monetary source, I use PayPal, Cash App, Zelle. So it's a different, a couple different ways to track track stuff. Um, but I think the okay. most, the most I get like the analytics for actual like merchandise sales, client sales, blog reads is uh, Wix right. and Club Ready. Yeah. Right, right. I like that. Wix is a, a website generating. Um, yeah, and it comes right to your phone, so it makes it super easy. So. Got it. Got it. Anybody uh, else? Basically, like when our clients schedule, they just schedule um, through a link on Squarespace, and it comes straight to our phone, so it goes straight to our calendar. Um, so we know who's coming in today and stuff like that. We use the same thing. We use um, Stripe uh, payments and stuff like that, PayPal as well. Um, we basically have a reoccurring payment. So everybody, say if they pay, they start on the 15th, they pay on the 15th. The next month comes out on the 15th as well, so it's reoccurring. Um, for us, like as in just like business ideas and stuff like that, we basically just use a big calendar. So... <laughs> that's more so visual as in opposed to putting it on our phone. We like to just see it, mark stuff off, you know, stuff like that. Gotcha. And I say I like using uh jot form as like an intake form um, and also merging that with MailChimp. So that also helps me mm -hmm. build like my email list. So anyone who has ever inquired about any kind of training, is on my email list and that helps, you know, send out correspondences. So, you know, Inst Instagram and Facebook act up, we can still reach, you know, we can still reach our audience. And so mm -hmm. I would say chat form and MailChimp. Uh, I was just going to say, I use Shopify and that helps me track my monthly income. So like as far as growth there and as far as like booking, my clients just text me and I put it in my calendar on my phone. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, this is good. I just wanted to understand because in every industry, everyone's business, whenever people tune in, they're always wondering, if I had to get started in that area, what do I need to be equipped with? What do I need to have that tools? And I totally agree with you. MailChimp is great because when the social media apps do act up, you have a great form in email and it's not a short form, right? It can be, it's a little bit more informative. And those that are tuned in, we've realized that the loyalty of that brand is important and more relevant when people are wanting to take your emails, right? So uh, it's something for everyone to keep in mind. Now, as far as not just the tools, but really what advice would you give to someone who's considering starting their own fitness and wellness entrepreneurship? What would you give them a heads up about? I would say just start. Like people think that they need to have all these apps and their body needs to be amazing. Like have the knowledge, but as far as like 
equipment and apps and stuff, just start. Start with what you have. If all you have is an Instagram page, post your clients on there. If you don't have a gym, train people outside. Find a nearby park. Like, just start with what you have and don't think that you have to be perfect to start because if you start when you're perfect, you start it too late. I love that. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. As my client says, take imperfect action. Just do it. Worry about perfecting it later. So yes, I agree with that. Um, but I will also say is, I want to say two things, but never stop learning just because you got yep. your cert. Never stop learning. Yes, we have to do our CEs, all that good stuff. But outside of that, never stop learning. And then second, collaborations. Don't be afraid to collab with other people in the space. Like there is enough room for everyone. Doors can open for you and the other person just from collaboration. So work with other people in your field as well. Sage advice. Mm -hmm. I know the love couple, Ronnie and James got something for me. So for one, I'm an introvert. So coming into like the training people, talking to people. That was new to me. Um, It was scary at first, but I honestly just did it. Now I'm to the point where my clients, they, what's the word? Like with introverts, if it's another introvert or extrovert, they get you talking. So they get me like communicating um, more than I like, but (laughs) I still do. (laughs) But um, I love it. And I will also say, be determined. Don't second guess yourself. Um, literally just start. Okay. And you'll things come into play as you keep going. Right. Um, what I would say, just be yourself. Be authentically yourself. Meaning far as just kind of what Ramani was just saying. And also to, I'm trying to see, how, how you say Tanika? Mm-hmm. So what you said was perfect far as like if you have to think that you're going to be perfect or you're going to have to be able to put yourself in this particular mode, it is not work because the thing is clients, if you're going to actually build a relationship with clients and then they're going to also be able to look and be able to kind of see that you're having to tailor yourself and it's not going to come out authentic. But when you're being yourself, being yourself is going to take you so far because the thing is you're showing the passion. You're showing that you really, truly care about what people's goals are, because then what you're going to do is you're going to take upon it in a way for where you're focusing on progression and not being able to just say, hey, I'm just going to take this and I'm just going to run with it. No, just be yourself. Love the journey because the journey is going to have ups and downs, but it's just like that. You're in fitness. When you're able to take the journey and combine it to what you deal with and be your authentic self. You're going to get so far with just being able to see where your success is and just stay, stay the course. And also don't compare yourself to another trainer, what they're doing. Yeah. It's easily done. You see yeah. trainers have all these clients, stuff like that, and it brings you down because you're not at that level. Yeah. But the thing is, you can't look at someone else's this, stay in your own lane and watch yourself grow. So, yeah. Love yeah, it. that part. <laughs> you know, uh, that part is right. That's absolutely true. Well, I'm really thankful to have all of you here today on this all flex zone podcast that I'd like to say for Canvas Rebel. I'm Kada Malik, your host. I'm proud to have these individuals as our panelists and guests and entrepreneurs who are shining a lot of truth into what they do. So thank you for being here. And I hope you've had a wonderful time. 
Thank oh, you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank, thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you, everyone, for your participation. It's been amazing to learn from you all too. <laughs>